So hopefully everyone here eventually ended up with your name tag. And on your name tag, you found what? Hopefully your name. Hopefully it was spelled right, right? Um, as well as your name, you'll see our theme for the weekend. I'm gonna back up. So our theme for the weekend um, is you belong here. Is that, am I echoing? Okay, should we be good now? Okay, so our theme for the weekend is you belong here and um, that you belong on this retreat. We're glad that you're here, seriously, and um, we've been praying for each and every one of you for months, maybe not by name, but for this weekend and for everyone who would be here. And like McNutt said earlier, because you obviously brag when you like beat numbers from before, but there's around 180 of us here this weekend. And if we went around the room, which we won't because we would be here way past lights out, we could guarantee that we would hear people here for various different reasons, right? Some of you are here because you are finally going to get blobbed. Some of you are here because your friends are here, and so of course you want to be here. Some of you are at the point where you're hoping to grow spiritually. A lot of us, it's probably a combination of maybe some of those reasons, maybe some other reasons. And maybe there's a few of you in this room that might say, you got my name right, lady, but the second part isn't right. I don't actually belong here. Maybe you feel like you belong at your friend's house this weekend, or you just want to be at home. And trust me, if that's where you are, I get it. Once upon a time, I was a sixth grader, and I didn't actually feel like I belonged here. So over the course of this weekend, as we talk about belonging, we're going to be diving deeper into several different topics. And so tonight, we're going to be talking about how you matter, and you matter in God's story. Tomorrow night, McNutt's going to be talking about how um, you are loved. And then on Sunday morning, we're going to hear around 20 or so baptisms, see 20 or so baptisms, and what we're going to do is we're going to hear their stories and their testimonies, and we're going to see how their stories are a part of God's bigger story. So when I was in high school, I grew up in Delaware, there was a local high school that was known for their marching band. Anyone here in band? Marching band? Um, so, this, so this local high school was known for their band. And that was like, if you were at that high school, that was the group you wanted to belong to. There was a ton of them on the marching band. They got to go to cool places and perform, like I think on like New Year's Day at that big parade that happened. So they were, they were known for being the big band in the area. I found out from one of my friends the inside scoop. Do you want to know what the inside scoop was? When you were past a certain chair, so if you're not familiar with band, it's like the bestest first chair. When you got past a certain chair, you weren't actually allowed to play during like the marching band show. 
So you just kind of marched around, faking it. <laughs> and I just laughed. I was a freshman in high school. I just started laughing. And I was like, wait, you would want to belong to a band that you couldn't actually play in? I don't feel like I would matter if that was the case. And she had her arguments. But the truth is, for all of us to feel like we belong somewhere, we need to actually feel like we matter. And so during this lesson and over the course of the weekend, we really want to talk about how you really matter to us here, the leaders here. But most importantly, you matter to God. And when you open up the Bible, you begin to see a theme. You see a theme of God's love and his care for mankind, humankind, the ones he created. We see time and time again, when you read the stories, how our hearts matter to him. What's going on matters to him. And I just want to challenge you, if you haven't, to read some of these stories. See how God cares for individuals like Daniel, how Daniel was not left alone in the lion's den to be eaten alive. We see stories like Ruth, where God provides the family the exact redeemer that they need. Then we see stories of the care of nations like the people of Israel. We see that with the parting of the Red Sea, how he protected them. And best of all, we get to see the love and care that he has for us when Jesus comes. Jesus' life, his death, and his resurrection is what God uses to draw every man to the Father. And tonight we're going to spend a couple minutes taking a closer look at a story about a father who had two sons. And in this story, we see how God that, the, that both sons mattered to the father in this story. That the love that the father has for both of his sons mattered. And this is really important because we can be tricked into believing that we actually don't matter. That maybe we've messed up too much to actually matter to God. Or maybe that we just feel like we're very unimportant and not valued. Or maybe we struggle with pride, and we actually just feel like we don't actually need God, and so to matter to him has never even been of something of importance to us. So we're going to read this story that Jesus tells in Luke 15, and it's a parable, and so Jesus is telling this story um, with a purpose for his um, listeners to understand. And so I'm going to put it up on the, um, on the screen, and I'm going to read, and, um, and so I hope you listen along. Jesus continued, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there he squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. 
He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare, and here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and he went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and he's alive again. He was lost and he's found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. Last part. The older brother became angry and he refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders, yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him? My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and he is found. So that was a lot. So let's just take a moment to soak it in for a minute. And we could spend the weekend, we have spent the weekend of past retreats talking about this story from many different angles. But tonight I want to talk about how the father showed such great care for both of his sons. Both of his sons mattered to him. The father lets the younger son go in this story. He gives him his inheritance, but he doesn't disown his son, right? We see in this story that the father is waiting for his son to return. He wants the relationship with his son. When the party starts and the older son is still outside, we see that the father goes out to the older son. He invites the older son into the celebration. And so this story, there's no question that both of these sons matter to the father. In this story, we can see that there's a couple things that might be preventing these sons from actually believing that they matter to the father. And these can be real barriers that we experience ourselves. So we're going to take a little bit of a look at the story, but also taking a look at our own hearts and our own lives. So we're going to talk for a minute about barriers to believing we matter to God. And the first one we want to talk about tonight is our feelings. 
Anybody have feelings ever? Yeah? Maybe some of you are feeling tired right now. Yeah? Hey, hang in there. Hang in there. So our, our feelings are real. And what is going on inside of our hearts matter. And our feelings are something that we need to work through. But our feelings cannot be solely what we base every decision off of, right? Because if our feelings were what we base every decision off of, a lot of you probably wouldn't show up to school most days. So feelings can help give us information, but they cannot be what we use for our complete direction in life. And in this story, we see there are there a lot of feelings and there's a lot of emotions. We see how the younger son felt like taking his inheritance. So he asked the father and he did. He did what he wanted with his money without really considering consequences. And he finally got to the point where he felt remorse. He felt bad. We see that the father decides to show him love when he runs to him in a culture where running as the man of the house would not have been something we would have seen. We also see some strong feelings from the older son. We see his feelings of anger towards the celebration that's being thrown. Maybe there is some feelings of jealousy of why is he getting something that I should have had. And these feelings could be just, right? But he felt angry enough that he wasn't even going to join the celebration of his younger brother. He felt like he was owed something more than what the father was giving him, even though we see in this that God said, the Father says, everything that I have is yours. Anyone here ever let your feelings dictate your decision? Yeah, right? We all do it, and our feelings are important, but they can be a barrier in believing the truth that we matter to God, that we matter in God's story. So what are some of the things that we can do with our feelings? We go to scripture. We need to test our feelings with God's word. And God's word, believe it or not, is filled with a ton of people experiencing all kinds of feelings. And God's word can help us provide guidance that we might need in the different feelings that we experience in our lives. I love this scripture in 1 Peter 5, 7. It says, cast your anxieties on him, for he cares for you. We can give our worries, our anxieties to God. Why? Because he actually cares about us. We matter to him, and we can trust him with our feelings. We can even trust him with our not-so-great feelings. Secondly, we let others in. Bringing others in, inviting others in to our story can help us work through our feelings, and it helps us believe that we really do matter to God. 
Maybe it's somebody here, maybe it's your parent, maybe it's time to talk to a therapist and have somebody help walk through identifying feelings and helping us see that we do have an important place in God's story. In this story, we see the younger brother, the one who left, finally remember, hey, wait, my father takes care of his hired servants. Like, maybe I should go back to him because he does care for me. So are you believing what the Bible says about whose you belong to? Or are you letting feelings or other things in your life keep you from believing that truth? You matter to God, and you matter in God's story. You can come home like the younger brother, and you can come in to the celebration that he's inviting you into. We see in 1 John, no. We see in 1 John 2.9 that God invites us to come to him. He says to come to me, all you are heavy, who are heavy burden, and I will give you rest. Oh. Another barrier can be our pride. And before I go any further, I'm going to read this scripture First 1 John 1, 1.9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. And both the younger brother and the older brother let pride affect their relationship with their father. They both believed at different times that what? That they knew best, that they knew better than the father. And pride is something that's very real. We all have experienced it, but it can also keep us from knowing our worth in Christ. A lot of times, pride can keep us from owning our own sin in a situation. We decide that we don't actually need God. Or we can decide that we have messed up way too much and we are outside of his forgiveness. We see, though, in this story how the younger son finally comes to his senses. He finds himself in a humble state. And sometimes it's going to be that situation that we find ourselves in that finally allows us to deal with our pride. And sometimes we can miss the point. This life can become all about us, how good we are, our own achievements, that we can forget who this story is actually about. This story is about the Father, Our story, our life, is actually about the Father. And so deal with your pride, examine your heart, confess your sins. Some of you might know a lot of this story. Some of you might only know a little bit of this story or none of this story. But about four years ago, we lost my brother. My brother was in his 20s and he had struggled with addiction for a bit of his life. And I had prayed for my brother for every day for years. And I truly believed that my brother's story was going to be different than how it ended up. 
And so when I lost my brother, it absolutely shook my faith. And the days and the weeks and months after his funeral were really difficult. I felt really distant from God, and I had a lot of feelings. Not so great feelings. Feelings like God let me down. Feelings of sadness for my brother. I was angry at drugs. I was also angry at God at times. And I had a lot of feelings to work through. And I just remember one night getting to the point where I realized that at the depth of all of my feelings, my question to God was, God, do I actually matter to you? Because I felt like if I had mattered to God, my brother would not be gone. And it was a legitimate question that I had for God. And my feelings were all very real. My feelings were very valid. And I just remember getting to that place with God and having him whisper back to my heart. It wasn't audible, but it was him whispering to my heart, Melissa, do you trust me enough with your hurt? Do you believe I'm good even when the circumstances around you are not? Because that's what we're facing, right? We face circumstances all the time that are not good. We have feelings all of the time that are not so great. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is my life verse. It's trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understandings. In all of your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. And I had to get back to that place, back to that place where I trusted God with all of my heart. Even in the pain, even in the questions, That, by the way, God can handle. He can handle the questions that you have for him. I do not lean on my own understandings. I cannot lean on my own understandings because there's just a lot of things that happen in life that we truly don't fully understand. But we have a God who understands, and we have a God who is big enough So ultimately, who do I lean on? I lean on my father, the one who comes running to me even after I've messed up. And he's the one who is gracious and compassionate to me, even in the midst of my pride, even in the midst of my sin struggles. Because yes, I matter to God. I matter in God's story. I'm his daughter. And so I want to stop here because I believe God's calling us to spend a minute examining our own hearts. He wants us to do more than just hear lessons on how we matter to him. He wants us to deal with the barriers, the things that are preventing us from believing this truth that we matter to him. So I want you to just close your eyes for a minute, unless you're already asleep, then don't. Close your eyes for a minute, just you and God, for a minute, 
If everyone does it, then nobody's looking at anyone. Are there specific questions? I'll tell you when to open them. Are there specific feelings that are keeping me from believing the truth that I matter to God? And just in your head right now, if you've got those feelings, name them. Give those feelings to God. Take those first steps of healing. And then take the time this weekend to invite someone in. My next question is, is there a pride in your life that you need to confess to God? And maybe you felt for a while that you're too far gone to actually receive his forgiveness. Or maybe your heart's been hard from life's circumstances and you actually don't feel like you need his forgiveness. And I just want to challenge you right now to allow him to soften your heart, to confess your need for him. Maybe you need to confess that you've made things about yourself and not him, and it's time to go back to your first love. So take this moment, just you and God, So you matter to the father. The son who took his inheritance and left mattered to the father. The son who refused to come in to the celebration mattered to the father. My brother mattered to the father. I matter to the father. And you matter to the father. See, not only do I believe, you can open your eyes now, See, not only do I believe that you belong on this retreat this weekend, but because of the work that Jesus did on the cross, you're invited to belong to his family. You're invited to be adopted as sons and daughters of the king. God isn't waiting angrily for you finally to come along to choose him. He's not waiting to punish you. He's waiting to run to you and embrace you. He's waiting to invite you in to this celebration. Jesus stood in our place so that we could belong. His blood shed for the forgiveness of our sins helps show us that we matter. John 3.16 is one of the most well-known verses and it starts for God so loved the world and you live on planet earth you are a part of that that love that his willingness to give up Jesus for us and so you matter more than just a number on this retreat. Yeah, it's awesome that we have so many of us on this retreat. But more than that, my prayer is that you are a part of this number, the number that belongs to Jesus Christ. I want you to know this weekend that you belong here, that you aren't outside of experiencing his love and forgiveness. Our stories matter to God. And ultimately, our stories are a part of his story. The bigger story, the best story.
God, I thank you so much for this weekend. I thank you for every student in this room and for bringing them here. Lord, I thank you for just them as individuals, that you know them by name, that you care about what's on their heart. Lord, if there's any of them that named a feeling, Lord, or confess something to you, Lord, that you would meet them right where they're at this weekend, that you would bring the right people alongside of them, that you would give them the right scriptures, Lord, that they would see that with you they can face tomorrow, that you're a good God, that you're a great father, that you love them so much. So we just give this weekend to you. We ask for your protection tomorrow as we're doing a lot of outside activities, Lord, for safety, for fun, for friendships, Lord. And we just give this weekend to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.